It is 2A Tuesday, and we always try to talk about various topics that protect our Second Amendment rights. And there's not somebody, there's not anybody else that I know of in the state that probably fights as hard than anyone than Aaron Dorr with the Missouri Firearms Coalition. He's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Aaron. Welcome to Wake Up Springfield. Good morning, guys. Thanks a lot for the time. All right. So here's the deal. Let's back up a little bit before we go forward about this, uh, this U.S. Supreme Court ruling that came out or the rejection, I guess, is, is more like it. Let's go back to and tell us a little bit about the Second Amendment Preservation Act and how it got started and what the overall goals, just for those who may not be as aware of what this does and why it's so important for Missourians. Sure. Hey, thanks a lot for that. So SEPA is ultimately a Tenth Amendment bill that happens to be applied to our Second Amendment rights. The idea here is that Missourians don't want to see our cops, our troopers, deputies, our, our cops used to enforce federal gun control we disagree with. And so what SAPA law did was said, here in Missouri, Missouri cops will enforce Missouri law when it comes to firearms, ammunition, and accessories. And what that does, it denies Joe Biden the free use of our manpower that he's counting on to enforce his dictates when it comes to the Second Amendment. Most of what Biden has done is executive order. He has bypassed the Congress. He can't get the votes to do what he wants to do, and he wants to use our cops to enforce his dictates. SAPA law says no. If you want to enforce those laws here in Missouri, your federal officers have to do it. We're not going to let our cops be used to help you. You know, I thought it was kind of interesting is that recently the Hunter Biden, you know, they dropped his gun charges. And I did a deep dive into this thing, Aaron. It kind of looked to me, and it was even brought up about a month and a half ago, that they may, that the attorneys in New York may act, or his attorneys may actually use the Second Amendment in order to get those charges dropped. And I think that's end up what happened. And part of that was because again, the, you know, this is kind of what you're, you're trying to protect is that basically the Supreme Court came out in June of 2022 and kind of expanded a little bit about what the Second Amendment is. And therefore you cannot really hold somebody accountable to a federal charge. Um, such as if it doesn't coincide with the, with the state. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But let me ask you this, though. So why is the Supreme Court rejecting the request that, that uh, our Attorney General Andrew Bailey um, sent in? Or this? Tell me a little bit about that. Right. So Judge Wimes, the, the, the federal court judge in Kansas City, this year said SAPA was to be struck down, and that he then granted a stay on that opinion. So what that did was allowed SAPA to remain in effect pending the outcome of further appeals. And so that stay has expired, and now SAPA is not currently the law here in Missouri. A.G. Bailey, as you said, then asked SCOTUS to extend that stay permanently pending the outcome of litigation. SCOTUS denied that request on, I think it was Friday of last week. It's important to note that SCOTUS did not issue a ruling on the constitutionality of SAPA. It was not a merits-based decision on if SAPA should be in effect or not. What they said simply was that this process has not gone through the entire appellate process, has not gone through the Eighth Circuit yet, for example, and we're not going to uh, give this stay until it's gone through the, the appropriate process and got to us for full oral arguments. So it's important to note, yes, we'd love to have the stay extended, but it was not a merits-based opinion, not at all. Okay, so it's still got to go through the Eighth Court then, or the Eighth Circuit. Yes, that's going to happen. Uh, I talked to A.G. Bailey and myself late last week. They're hoping to have this argued either late this year or early next year. That's not quite in their purview to decide, but that's their best guess as of right now. 
So why do some people call this law so controversial? What is your opinion on that? To me, it makes sense. This is Missouri. We take care of Missouri. We want to protect our Second Amendment rights. We shouldn't have to worry about what the federal law says. Is that what the controversy is, or am I missing something? Yeah, I mean, the main, the main, the main group of people who don't like SEPA are federal authorities who want to force state cops here in Missouri to be the enforcement arm of whatever comes into Joe Biden's uh, in, in, in his head tomorrow. That's the whole point. He is not passing gun control through Congress. He is taking his pen and just made, making decisions on his own to ban things like homemade firearms or pistol braces. These things are owned by tens of millions of Americans. Mm-hmm. Joe just says, I, I'm going to ban them, and I'm not going to go through Congress. And I expect your cops, Missouri or any other state, to enforce these dictates. And so the folks that don't like this ordinarily are, you know, the federal authorities who want to force our cops to do it. Are there jurisdictions in Missouri that don't like it? Of course. St. Louis doesn't like it. No question about that. KC, some of the bigger cities. But these have always been bastions of gun control. It's no surprise. Wow. Well, seems like uh, sounds like we're going to hopefully this gets fixed. So right now, what you're telling me, if I'm hearing this correctly, is that we are SEPA, even though it was passed by and signed by our governor, it is actually can be. I mean, the state police could come and enforce Joe Biden's rules as of right now. Is that is that correct? Yes, right now, SEPA is not in effect here in Missouri, pending the outcome of litigation in the Eighth Circuit. And then just so your audience knows, if we win there, the DOJ will appeal. They have no choice. If we lose there, A.G. Bailey will appeal. He's made that very clear. So either way, this matter is going up. And that was really exciting to see in the decision from SCOTUS on Friday how many judges gave an individual opinion. You see, they didn't have to tell us who voted which direction. They didn't have to give any opinions from individual justices. To see Clarence Thomas make a statement on this and Gorsuch and Kavanaugh shows a real interest at the Supreme Court. And that's critical for us. We have to have four justices to agree to consider a case in the Supreme Court. So I have three of them already give a personal comment on 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 safe was really encouraging to us wow i did not see that i did a little research on this and i thought well that's when i thought i'm just gonna reach out to our friends of the missouri firearms coalition they can really fill us in so you're telling me that the supreme courts actually gave their opinion and it was favorable or at least three of the judges well uh so clarence thomas is 100 percent in favor of safe yes mm-hmm. absolutely and then uh kavanaugh and gorsuch said we're not going to extend the stay under the present conditions but they kind of gave a low-grade warning to the federal judge, Judge Wimes, and said, you are getting close to the limits of your authority in trying to rule on SEPA's constitutionality. So it was, a, it was kind of a warning to him saying, this is our job to decide if it's constitutional. Your job is to stay it or not stay it. But, yes, to have three justices give their own individual opinions uh, that were somewhat uh, favorable or very favorable in some cases, uh, again, with the threshold being four justices necessary to get a, a hearing in the supreme court down the road that was really exciting yeah, to us good. talking to aaron door the director of the missouri firearms coalition we got about a minute and a half here left aaron give us a little overview of what uh, of the good efforts that the missouri firearms coalition does and if somebody wants to get involved uh, or or be a part of your organization what they need to do yeah first of all our main website is missourifirearmscoalition.org go there for information sign up get emails that kind of thing the simple fact is that red states for too long kind of took their gun rights for granted. And we kind of always assumed that we'll always be red, we'll always have the Second Amendment, we'll always be free. And year by year, we see additional states that used to be pro-gun 
pass gun control, whether it's Washington State's AR-15 ban this year or other states. It just it, it we can no longer sit back and assume that our gun rights are safe. These days in Jeff City, we have Republicans who are openly talking about the need for red flag gun seizures and that kind of thing. So it's never been more important to be involved in the fight for gun rights locally. That's what we do. We are a state-level gun rights organization. We pass constitutional carry, stand your ground law, SAPA, obviously. But there's a lot of work left to do. So definitely join that fight at join Missouri at uh, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. Man, we appreciate you, buddy. If something else comes up or you need to talk to our listeners about any other issues or they need to contact their, you know, their uh, officials about anything, please let us know. Uh, get a hold of us and we'll get you back on the show and continue this message from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Sounds great, guys. Thanks okay. a lot for the time. Have a good day. It's coming up on 745 here at Wake Up Springfield. It's 745, not just at Wake Up Springfield. I'm pretty sure it's 745 all around the central, the, time, the central zone. time zone. Yeah, yeah okay. So that's not just here. Mm-hmm. When we come back, Alex and I are going to finish the story we started earlier today about Bernie Sanders. It's a good one. You're going to like it right here on Wake Up Springfield.